Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, I am delighted to be joined here tonight by the one and only Sean O'Leary. Hello Liam and all giggles, how are you doing? Great Johnny, Johnny we're, we're doing another vir- virtual podcast here tonight, not because we can't catch up in person, just because we've had a busy week of, of hurling Johnny. A lot of training busy this mid. week. Busy, busy week, yeah. Busy week, championship the weekend. we got this championship haircut this week as well. We're all ready to go. Ready to roll. We've also got Giggles joining us this evening. How are you, Giggles? Well, lads, how are you going? I've Darren Sean put down. House is cleaned. Jill's gone out in the piss. I thought she should be giving out about it all. Like, it's easy. <laughs> Just so you know as well, like you can't see it obviously here, but it's, it's like eight degrees here in Melbourne at the moment. Giggles is wearing a singlet um, doing this podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it up on on Instagram for our for our listeners. Um, very warm himself. I'm here in a woolly jumper myself. But he uh, hasn't turned on the heat yet. He refuses electricity bill. Typical Kilkenny. We're delighted though, to be back. Two episodes in in a space of seven days, which you know after a six month hiatus, it's great, it's great to be back. We did have a lot of people tune back in after last week, which was great. We had listeners in Dublin, Melbourne, Sydney, San Francisco, Abu Dhabi. Leash, yeah, we had Leash, Don Garvin. Where else do we have him from? Madrid, would you believe? Brussels, Frankfurt, and Newton Abbey up north. So, people tuning in from all, all corners of the world to get AGA, great to have you. Please get in touch on AGA on Facebook and Instagram. We did have a tweet in from Tommy O'Neill saying, um, The dead arose and appeared to Manny. Welcome back, lads. So, he was delighted to have us back. Tommy tuning in from Abu Dhabi. Thanks for tuning in, Tommy. And we had a couple of people in touch on Instagram as well, Shawnee. Yeah, we had Don Henley, Damien Bohr, pa- Packers McFackers, which is Pa O'Neill back in Ballynor. Um, great to hear you. Have you back, lads? Yeah, great, lads. Keep keep those comments coming in, keep those tweets coming in, and also gadaga at gmail.com. So we're here, lads, with Championship um, this weekend, which is fantastic. We've got Munster, we've got Clare and Waterford, and we've got in Leinster, we have Dublin and Antrim and Leash and Wexford. So we're going to do a preview of those games and also have a quick look ahead of just where we're up to in Victoria we're hurling wise coming up to the knockout stages that as well so coming up first we're going to have a preview of Munster with Clare and Waterford Travelling in a fight come On a hippie trail head full of zombies I met a strange lady She made me nervous She took me in and gave well, Giggles, we're jealous of you because you're going to be home in Ireland in a few weeks' time, and there's a good chance you might get along to a couple of games if they lift it. The capacity of some of the outdoor events in Ireland, although Delta variant on the up, that might put the put the ice on that. But Clare and Waterford this weekend, we'll have a couple of hundred people at. We were just talking off here before we came on in our pre pre production meeting, which is went on <laughs> for half an hour. Uh, Giggles wants to know where we're up to injuries. Connor Prunty and Jimmy Barron are still question mark around them, but um, Austin Gleeson and Shane Fives are available for selection. Yeah, um, I, I reckon I'll definitely be due the the media pass from the Good AGA crew. I know Joe Rose is out with that one, Gaman Jar. Um, <laughs> but yeah, looking, I, I I'm arriving home the week the third the, the Thursday before the Munster final. Um, 
Now I'll be doing well. I'll, I'll actually be double jabbed at that stage, so technically I probably won't have to quarantine. But Jill and the lads will for at least five days, so we we, we just be good citizens and and look after people and and not go roaming around to matches. But you never know. I might get to a semi final or a final if crowds lift. I can imagine though, even if there's only a half capacity tickets for all those type type of games would be like gold just, they won't want the Aussie arriving back home and giving them a ticket I, I wouldn't imagine but I'm um, very much looking forward to this weekend Sunday we've got our own game to play fingers crossed we, we have a big um, hill to climb there and then Sunday night quarter past midnight Australian time Waterford versus Clare we watch that live together will we yeah well, I, I'll oh. be in the pub and if there's a pub show on it we'll be watching it together if there isn't I'll be going home with a six pack and we watched it on the couch. <laughs> yeah, okay. Why we watched it in Shawnee's house? We actually watched the last time we watched the match together was Ireland final. Shawnee promised a big spread, you know, wedges. He was going to do all this food, raved over, I had to make myself my own toast. I still haven't gone over that, Shawnee. So you will not be hosting the Ireland final night this year. It'll be back in my house. i glad not to have you in there. <laughs> all the demands you'll be putting on me. <laughs> um, Giggles, look, obviously, you're, we you did your. Power rankings last week. You had Watford obviously up at number three. Clare down were a lowly seven, were they? Or were they six? Clare, Clare were down at seven, just seven. blank Kenny, yeah. Yeah. So coming into this one, you think this is a shoe-in then for this weekend? I wouldn't say it's a shoe-in. I, I don't think Watford have blasted away any teams, if you know what I mean. Like So they, they play to a very high standard. They're, they're all about taking the man on, getting goals, creating goal-scoring chances. And that means they probably leave behind a good few point-taking opportunities. So they're not into the 30s in the points, but they're getting the two to three goals. I think they've, if, if Jamie Barron and Prunty are playing, you'd be looking at a team, Billy Nolan, you'd be looking at Connor Gleeson, Prunty and McNulty, which is fairly strong. Austin Gleeson, Irla Daly and, and Callum Lyons in the half-back line. Jamie Barron and Dara Lyons in midfield. Jack Fagan, Jack Pendergast, Neil Montgomery. And then Hutchinson and the two Bennett brothers inside. And that's probably leaving off the other Bennett brother who could be winged forward as well instead of Montgomery, Peter Hogan to come in. So, so they have a good 20-22 lads, Paddy Curran to come in, who, who can make a difference. They have, they have a solid team and I think they're, they're playing really well. On the, on the flip side, Clare, I think, have... Clare will need to have... have Aaron Shanahar, Tony Kelly, John Conlon, David McInerney, if he's available to play. Shane O'Donnell, Shane O'Donnell is out. Just he's out. Shane, Shane O'Donnell is, is definitely out. Yeah. But those kind of bigger players for Clare will have to have probably, you know, massive games and the other players around them really stand up, I think, if they're to win. But what for Clare games with these group of players have been quite tight in the past. There have been like two or three points either way. There's been a couple of league finals. There's been a couple of championship games. I think Watford last year got the better of them quite easily in the end, but you kind of had to factor in the fact that Tony Kelly, who was a bit of a one-man band for Clare last year, got injured after two or three minutes. Uh, I, I, I'd be expecting a five five to seven point win for Watford on the league form, um, and on the putting the two teams together on on paper, I, I would expect them to come through. And I think if they want to make meaningful progress this year towards getting to a Munster final, maybe win their Munster final and go in and challenge a Limerick, I think they'd have to beat Clare by that amount. Yeah. Oh, look, I fancy a, a Waterford win as well. I haven't watched Clare against Kilkenny, even though Clare won that match. Like, there's not, I don't think there's much to them, to be honest. Um, I think, you know, you take out some of that firepower with Shane O'Donnell, David McInerney out as well, a few more. I don't know. It's ha- And like you said, if Tony Kelly doesn't fire, which he can't at times go quite, I think they're under under big pressure. 
um, and Waterford are kind of on this upward trajectory and were very exciting for large parts of last year and it kind of repeated that form so far in the league so yeah I think a 5-6 to six point margin is, is where I expect Waterford to be at the weekend as well if they win that game giggles then is that they're playing tip, tip. they're playing Tipperary yeah, in tip the semi-final final again yeah okay Sean, yeah, I, I, look Claire yeah look I guess looking at their scoring like they're 227 34 points 420 so they're, they're racking up big scores in the league now and it's probably in the division two of the league and yeah so but who who do you think would go after uh, Tony Kelly from Waterford? Like, would you have someone to strap him down? Yeah, they, they'll probably have they've three very clear options on that. They've got Philip Bennett. Is it Philip Bennett? What's the third brother's name? Jesus, I'll be shot at home for this. Anyway, Kieran Bennett, sorry. Kieran Bennett Kieran who can Bennett, play yeah. half forward, but yeah. he's a defender, like, you know, by trade growing up. He can start wing forward and go back and track him. Caleb Lyons did it last year. I think if they do that, they're probably losing an attacking option in someone of his flair. Or easily, Conor Gleeson could come out and do a man-marking yeah. job in him, who's comfortable playing a cornerback but can play out around the middle of the field. So, I think I they think, will. They will. I think. Yeah, that. I think your the Waterford half-back line is a really serious team or a serious half-back line at the moment. That they they probably need to be, you know launch there from and get a good you know good start to the championship. I think. I think they will be probably more than five points better than Clare, but I still think it'll be close because. I guess it's both both teams. Obviously, their first championship game of the season. I think Waterford, like, don't know their best team yet. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it'll be it'll definitely be five point cushion, probably seven or eight point. I would say, um, in terms of what you you should see on Sunday. You're right. I think if Waterford go after goals and they get them early, then the floodgates could open. But equally, last year, you know, Aaron Shanahan, Connor Prunty's a great fullback, big strong fullback, but Aaron Shanahan. Had serious joy off him. But I think you can't underestimate the loss of Shane O'Donnell to Clare. Like, he just causes havoc with his pace, mm. with his power. He's very unselfish. He creates more scores than he gets himself. He brings a lot of players into that forward line for Clare that could be Joe on the outskirts who, who can score. So I think he's going to be a massive loss. Him and Shanahan together is serious. Like, the two of them, either whether he's playing wing or corner forward, Shanahan will definitely be at 14, is a very dangerous forward line. But without him, you're looking very one-dimensional, long ball into Shanahan, and they're looking for the break. And I think that's that's the only way Clare will play at the weekend. Interesting thing as well is we've seen in the league, teams are allowed to use seven substitutes because they had kind of that rapid fire return, not much training done. It's reverted back to five for championship. I know, huh. I know, five is you know is still a sizable amount, but I think I think maybe the GA have missed a beat there. That no matter what the condition isn't there, we've seen a lot of players pick up injuries in the early rounds of the league. Having those extra couple of subs, I think would. You know, given the year that it is, and they haven't had that lead in like they previously had, I don't know. I think it's a bit harsh only having five on the five subs. It's it's probably harsh, but it probably suits all the other teams except for Limerick and Galway that they've brought the, the sub number back a bit because Limerick and Galway are the two panels that are bringing on numbers nineteen, twenty, twenty one, and twenty two, and probably not making much of a difference to the team. Whereas to not just to disrespect any other teams, but every other team's 19, 20, 21 and 22 are probably you know, weaking a small bit. So I would say not a bad thing for Cork, Kilkenny or Watford for the three of us looking on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, going to, it's going to be interesting to see how, how it plays out in, in that regard, especially when we think there's going to be a lift in pace, a lift in physicality, even though we just had games just over two, two weeks ago. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. And there's been a lot of commentary around the lead into it as well 
I know Ross King, very good. You're a big fan, um, Shawnee from Leash said he he loves this new format that you play the league and then there's no kind of messing around. You're just kind of straight into the championship, and the format of it is you know you get you get a second bite, and then your club is still certain. There's none of this like club free for April, which no one abided at. You know, I, yeah. there's like I think there's a like I we spoke about the last in the benefit of the round robin, and I think your point is valid, giggles in. If you're having a league and then you're going straight into another kind of league. It, it loses his edge a bit so I, I think there is it is nice having that kind of championship more knockout feel one bite and you're gone or second chance and you're gone yeah. so yeah the players seem to be responding well to it too it's it's definitely the right structure for the players absolutely no doubt um, I think where the GA will kind of lose out over time is that money. they have a really long prolonged season uh, I think money but if, if you put money aside for a second it's the promotion of the game where they constantly have that advertising on TV if you're if you're going to have a kind of a league going into a, the championship that we have now in a condensed four to five month season, you've only got it for five months. Whereas let's say go back pre COVID, you had the league starting at the start February. of February, and then you had the championship finishing at the end of September. That's a nice eight month period there where you're constantly messaging. So they're going to have to really promote the club uh, games on TV, which I'm sure they will. Which they did last year. To be fair, like we, we were all like that was one of the best things ever for us expats is watching your club play every weekend. I was watching Dixborough senior team and the junior team on live stream. <laughs> it was unbelievable. So I think we'll get that back this year again. Hopefully that will that be around to stay. But yeah, the GA as a whole probably doesn't benefit as much from that from advertising. But the game, but is the players, a, players, which is the most important thing. I oh, think, and that's hundred percent. Like there's to be no going back from this now. There can't be. Oh. Split season is the way to go forward. Okay, so we're going for three three Waterford predictions. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, Waterford yeah. by five or six, and then on to tip, which will be an interesting one for next week. Okay, well let's park it there for Munster's the only game this weekend in Munster, and let's now look ahead to the the Leinster Championship. It's always, you know, great to you know to say that you walk the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup, like and but. No, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with, with Glenmore. Going back to your locals and the people that you're brought up with and you're reared with, and it's just, there's nothing like coming back there. Like. The one the fancy oh, open top bus line, I think, about Duggins, Richard Duggins' lorry, and really, yeah. up, up in the back of the lorry and off down. It's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. Well, we have two games in the Leicester Championship this weekend. We have Dublin and Antrim, and we have Wexford and Leash. Winners of Dublin and Antrim through to play Galway, and winners of Wexford Leash through to play Kilkenny. Dublin Antrim up first. I think it's. I think it, we said it's shit or bust time for Maddie Kenny of Dublin against Antrim. You know, you'd be very worried about this game if I was a Dublin player coming in. Yeah, I think the 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 Dublin hurling is kind of it's in an interesting spot. I know at the weekend. The Dublin Camogie team beat Waterford, uh, I think it was by a point, and the losers were going down into relegation. And I heard one of the Dublin players being interviewed uh, during the week saying that it was vital that Dublin Camogie won that because if the ladies footballers were to go on and win four or five in a row, it would really impact the Camogie participation rate because they'll want to emulate their heroes on TV. And if Dublin weren't in Division 1, that wouldn't be a good thing. The Dublin Hurlers then won the Leinster Under-20 Championship on Wednesday night, right? So they're on a bit of a high from that. But their hurling team really has felt like it's been very of a stop-start nature since Maddie Kenny took over. Um, he hasn't got a real rhythm or flow to it. The only really, the only real game you can say that they really played well in is that 
group game against Galway when they knock Galway out of the championship. Antrim, on the other hand, are on a, a massive upward trajectory. They've got like Clark in midfield. They've got McManus up front. They've got, they've got a whole McNaughton. squad. They've, they've got they've got a, a serious team at the moment, and they're being coached. I, I don't know anything about Gleeson as uh, the goalie as a coach, but he seems to be very strong. I think this is going to be a very tight game. Uh, I think it's on in Navin. Is that right? It's on in Navin, so you're you're not going down to Parnell Park where the Dubs have a big advantage because they know that field inside out and it's really tight. I think Antrim are going to be coming in with a massive point to prove and it just kind of has a feel of Leash v Dublin totally. two years ago or last year about it when Leash turned over Dublin and if this was to happen you're right Liam I'd say Matty will be gone um, and his reputation will be gone with it <clears throat> Both of these games are actually on GA Go as well so they're not being streamed on TV so Shani you may get out your credit card for the GA Go for the weekend Yeah uh, I look sure Look, yeah, you think Giggles is right. You know, they're on a good upward trajectory. I think the league, looking at their league results, they beat Clare. Um, they drew, or they had a bit of a drubbing. Not really a drubbing, I guess. They they lost by honourably, I think, against Kilkenny and drew with Wexford as well. They gave Kilkenny, but, they were beating Kilkenny. Kilkenny had I to know. come back and pull that one out. But again, like they they still went down to, to or went, went down to Dublin and lost by eight points to Dublin. So, I still think Dublin are my favourites going in there. Yes, they have the they have the good the good feel factor, I guess, in terms of the way the league has gone from and that, and that the hurling, you know, they're hurling. They're able to get up to the top table and compete there and 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 you know get and get results through the league. But still, in all, I'd be expecting Dublin to shade by a couple of points, maybe two or three points. Um, I don't think Antrim will will be able to live with the quality still though that Dublin have like so yeah I expect to be very tight and probably the game of the weekend but um, I still expect Dublin to win it I'm going to go for an Antrim win I think you see there's these breakthrough years where we had Leash have that win over Dublin I think Antrim have been trending so well I know you talk about Dublin's quality but Antrim really have nothing to lose here in Dublin I think obviously that win in the under 20s is a huge boost for them I, I think Antrim are going to get up in a neutral value. It's Park Talton, that's Navin, is it, Giggles? I think you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I fancy Antrim to go up here, and I think it would be just massive for Hurling for Antrim to get a win. We've always said we wanted Dublin to kind of get up there to be in that kind of top four or five in the country. It hasn't really happened. Didn't, you know, they never really got that consistency. Um, and I think for Hurling more broadly to see Antrim come through and to be not just competitive, but to, to be winning games in the Leinster Championship would, would be just be brilliant for Hurling in general, given that we've only got tw- the 12 teams in the in the Senior Championship. Yeah, I think, yeah, uh, a lot, like the big part of Dublin's breakthrough in underage was the amazing dual players like Kieran Kilkenny, Cormac Costello, Conor Callan. They all chose football. Like, you know, so you're, you're, could you imagine a Dublin hurling team with, like, if those three guys had come through <clears throat> with the same amount of, you know, uh, what's the word, talent that they have in football and brought them into a hurling team. It'd be like, you know, the great kick any team losing the likes of Sheffield, Tommy and JJ. Not putting them in, the, but from a footballing perspective, yeah, that's yeah. where they've got to. Um, so that kind of hampers Dublin's progress. At the same time, I just can't see Dublin losing this match. I think there's too much pressure on them. I think they've been preparing for it all year. They knew that this was their draw. They knew that when they played Antrim the last time. They're very full. Fo- I'd say that they're going to be so focused on and zero complacency. Whereas if Antrim were coming in under the radar and had maybe got the win against Clare, the draw against Wexford, there might have been a different feel to it. So I, I think Dublin will win it. I don't know how by how much, but I think they might win it by four or five. 
Okay, okay, Giggles. We're going to have a two Dublin and on that one. Wexford and Leash again is another fascinating one. Like Wexford are under so much pressure at the moment with Davy. You know, we know they're they're not firing well. We've heard lots of intel from the camp and from our Wexford sources here in Melbourne as well. It's not a very happy camp, and we could see that in the Antrim game, the frustration from Davy in particular as well. And that's not new to see him getting fired up on the line, but like he completely lost it, and Wexford kind of collapsed a bit as well in that game. Leash, on the other hand, had that obviously that breakthrough win against Dublin two years ago. Kind of didn't really fire last year. We obviously had the whole Eddie Brennan saga and that whole leaked conversation from Woolley and all that kind of stuff didn't do him any good. But we've got Cheddar Plunkett back at the helm this year. Such a well-respected man in hurling in general, but a big man to fill the boots that Eddie had left, I suppose. And they probably haven't got up to that peak yet where they've been, but I still fancy him to give Wexford a game at the weekend. Wait, where's the game on, Liam? Do you have any ideas? Check that one, Fino. Let me just check. It's probably no, it could be Northern Park, is it? Could be. Let me just double check. Yeah, I think. Look, Leash Leash didn't really fire at all in the league this year, and and you Northern know had Park. a good best pitch in the country. They had, they had um they had a lot of a lot of losses, I guess, and and heavy defeats. I mean, they they went down heavily to Kilkenny and all on one game as well, and. They, I thought we'd bring in Cheddar Plunkett. Might have, you know, brought him on another bit from the Eddie Brinley era, like. But they don't seem to have gotten that gel going together again, like. And you'd expect, you know, with counties like that who'd lose players through immigration and things like that, they they should have a a stronger, you know, setting going in, in into hurling at the moment. So, I feel, I feel still, uh, Wexford are still a seven or eight point ahead of Leash in, in this one. And I expect them to do that. I know Wexford haven't been going brilliantly, but they've still they still only lost one game in the league this year as well. And I know it's a kind of a, a lower division again in the league, like. But still, again, you know they st- still should have about seven or eight points over Leash in this one. Unfortunately, I'd yeah. love to see Cheddar doing well though. Yeah, I'd love to see Cheddar do well too. Like, I think Wexford are going to get up, um, but yeah. I, I do think Leash will will be right there till the end. Given yeah. where where Wexford so. at, and I think yeah, I think they're kind of they definitely kind of are coming in under the radar compared to like an Antrim and Dublin situation. Um, you know, you've got a lot of you got like a lot of the, the Leash team, Shawnee, and you know you've got some good contacts there. But any intel from him and how they're going? No, I meant to give him a message there, and I, I forgot all about it. There, I was stuck into work earlier, and I was going to give him a shout today, but. I'll uh, try and find in a bit of intel from him. I might uh, put it up on Twitter there or on, on Instagram if we if we get it in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this is. Uh, I think it's a straightforward game. I think Wexford are going to win it. Um, it's it's it's. You know, I think everyone's saying Wexford are gone. I have a sneaky feeling that Davy Fitz is quite happy with the position he's in, where he's coming in and everyone's writing him off, and he's got a nice game like Leash to kind of get things set, and then he's got the cats waiting from there after that, and I think. He won't be too disappointed with a four or five point win and a hard fought win here with more things to work on and get a bit of momentum. And in a one-off game, then with Kilkenny, I think anything could happen. I think definitely this weekend it'll be a Wexford win. Um, no doubt about it. There we go. No doubt about it. Wexford win. Three Wexford wins here on Gade GA. All right. Well, look, that's the weekend of hurling. It does pick up pace after this weekend. We've got multiple games in the following weekend. We've obviously got the two games in Leinster. I think we've got. We'll put, we, is it just one game once or then actually the following weekend? Or is there two? Yeah, Lim- Lim- no, one game. Limerick versus no, tip. Uh, Cork. Is it, and Cork tip, are Limerick. Tip playing the winners of Waterford? The no, not one week afterwards. Two weeks, is it? 
Must be two weeks, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so look, it's just brilliant to have Hurling back on. This GA Go thing is annoying me now because we do have RT1 and 2 here in the dodgy box and we didn't have to have GA Go for the last couple of years, but Shawnee, we have to go halves in this now and get. Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's uh, it's worth an investment at that. Giggles, you might coin on it still because it's not on telly and earn leader. We'll go three ways on it. <laughs> you buy it, me and Shawnee will flick you on the money to your Irish account. I'll be all the matches. I'm the double Pfizer. I'll be grand. Here, we'll just we'll just get um we'll just get um Diego and as a joint sponsor with O'Neill's and off we go. Oh, careful, Shawnee. Be great. <laughs> don't, don't be don't be ruining Liam's Liam, this is your job, Liam. Liam, you're supposed to do all this. Oh, O'Neill's O'Neill's our trusted partner. Get onto at O'Neill Sports with AU for on Facebook and Instagram for all your your sporting clothing needs. Um. Look, yeah, look, it's great to have it back. It's great that there's some crowds at it this year. I just hope that we do get some more crowds back as the summer goes yeah. on. Because no matter what, we were blessed you to have sport. You want to hear the crowd. Yeah, yeah, you do. Like, we were blessed to have sport happen in Ireland last year that they got to play the Ireland series off. We didn't think they would, given where COVID was at. And then we're slowly getting back with crowds. It'd be just brilliant to see more and more. Cause we know it just adds to it so much. We see it in the AFL here, having the crowds of you know, 50,000, yeah. 60,000 watching. It does change the game. It changes the dynamic of the game. Players feed off the energy. Referees getting, you know, crowd gets on top yeah, of referees. Yeah, momentum of the game changes and momentum totally. increases as well with crowd behind you and the noise around the stadium as well. And you even hearing that on TV, whether you're at the game or, at, or watching on TV, totally. it's just much better as a spectacle as a whole, really. Watching the Euros even is great at the moment, having even their only like quarter or 50% crowds. It's, it's just it's just great to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll do an episode next week. I'm going to be up in up in Noosa up in Queensland please God if they don't close the borders between now and Monday so I am going to bring the equipment with me guys we'll do a virtual uh, another virtual podcast interstate yeah are we we'll going to do one next weekend so through through you yourself is it yeah yeah we'll do oh, one next good. week yeah we'll do one next week Um, just a bit of, a bit of sorry to dampen the mood here just a bit of sad news here I just want to bring forward and our, our condolences I guess to the Melbourne Sharmouse Club um, with the passing of Sean McIntyre who was he's a big hurling man out here in um, in Melbourne he's a native of, of Offaly um, who passed away recently so we just want to send our condolences to the Melbourne Shamrocks crew so thanks Sean yeah big part of, of the GA scene here in Melbourne and we are up and running still in Melbourne GAY so yeah the arrangements at funeral is next week, so we do pass on our condolences there. Okay, so look, we'll we'll be back next week. Shawnee, thanks very much for joining no virtually this evening. Unfortunately, we know Giggles Corner tonight, but um, I think we're in for a bumper one next weekend. Yeah, Giggles is very tired there today. He's been looking after the two kids all evening while his wife has gone out, so it's taken yeah. taken out of him. That's a lot. Sure, yeah. he's <laughs> he's hardly have a stitch of clothing on. He's he's running ragged. Yeah. <laughs> all right, get in touch on Akid AG on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks, Giggles. Thanks, Shawnee. Cheers, lads. Bye. 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 God bless.